Welcome back to episode 95 of Chatter from the Cheap Seats. My name is Jack Feldman, and today is going to be a solo episode. We promise that we're going to start being more consistent. We're starting to get into a routine. Summer baseball is over. Me and Sammy will be back regularly with content every single week. But 95 episodes, man, that is absolutely nuts. We're, we're creeping up on that 100 mark. When we first started this podcast, we told ourselves that a lot of podcasts don't make it past the 20 episode mark. That was a big deal for us. We wanted to prove that we could do 20 episodes of this to see if it could work. And here we are at episode 95. We started this about two and a half years ago. Me and Sammy are both now going into our senior years of high school. And it's been a crazy journey. We appreciate you guys sticking it out with us. And we've had a crazy year. We're going to start off in baseball. It's been an exciting baseball season. The day that I'm recording this episode is the Field of Dreams game between the Cubs and the Reds. Last year, we all know what happened between the Yankees and the White Sox. Tim Anderson hit the walk-off homer off of Zach Britton, but this year should be a little bit less of an exciting game. The Cubs and the Reds aren't exactly two powerhouse teams. And we're going to start off with my New York Yankees here. Everybody knows how much I love the Yankees. And what Aaron Judge is doing is unbelievable. The man is putting up just a historic season. He's batting 304 with 45 homers and a 1.078 OPS. His OPS plus is 202. That is absolutely nuts. He's going to win the MVP. He's going to lead the league in homers. He's probably going to lead the league in a whole bunch of other stats also. The question that we're all asking, the question that is all on our minds is, will he break Roger Maris's home run record of 61 homers? The only answer to that question is, yes, he's on pace for 65. He's going to shatter that record. He's going to obliterate it. That record, he's going to bury that record under 10 feet of dirt. That is how much he's going to beat that record by. I think he has a legit shot at 70. He's five off the pace right now. If he can stay hot for a couple more months, that pace will slowly start creeping up. We saw at the beginning of the season, he was like one above Roger Maris. He was at 63 home runs, and it fluctuated between 63 and 62, pretty much the whole beginning, first half of the season. And in the second half, he's just gone absolutely nut job. And that homer pace shot up to 65. So we know that if he can get hot for a couple of games, have some multi-homer games, that pace can go up really quickly. So even though it's at 65 right now, that doesn't mean he can't get it even higher. And, you know, I think a good indicator of whether Judge, because think about it, all the pressure that's going to be on him, there's going to be cameras, like trained on his every thought that last month of the season. In September, there's probably going to be documentaries about him. There's going to be, Fans holding up signs with the number of homers. We're going to go full-blown home run race over this last month of September. And the reason why I know he can handle that pressure is because look what he's doing in a contract year. He bet on himself. If he had a bad season this year, if he got hurt, 
maybe he would end up having to take a one-year deal. You know, he wasn't guaranteed $300 million like he is now. He had to go out and earn that. So the fact that he was able to withstand that pressure and put up a career year in a contract season just tells me that he's going to be able to handle the pressure of the home run race perfectly. And if anything, he's going to flourish in it. Just looking at his baseball reference, man, it's absolutely nuts. 396 on base percentage. His slugging percentage is 681. 681. That's that's not real. That's a fake number. He's he, he's on pace right now. If he gets his on-base percentage just a little bit higher, he, he has a real shot at 300, 400, 500, getting that, that rare 300 or above batting average, 400 or above on-base percentage, and 500 or above slugging percentage. Just looking at his numbers, it really is cool to look at what he's been able to do because it's unprecedented. He's on pace for 65 home runs. Let that sink in. He's He has 45 homers. We're recording this on August 11th. This man is doing things that are just, it's just special. That's the only way to put it. It's special. Now let's switch over to the NL because right now, the, the National League is by far the way more intriguing league. If I look at the American League, you got the Yankees who have been struggling as of late and the Astros. Other than that, look, the Mariners are a good team. I could see the White Sox turning things around, but there's no team that I think has a legit shot to really catch up to the Yankees and the Astros. Those are the two premium teams in the American League. But if we look at the NL, there's so many good teams that I think have a real legitimate shot at winning a World Series. You have the New York Mets, who, in my opinion, are the best team in baseball right now. The Padres, who just traded for Juan Soto. They traded for Brandon Drury. Their offense is absolutely elite. Soto, Machado, Tatis, back to back to back. That's just things that nightmares are made of for opposing pitchers. The Dodgers, they just win. That's what the Dodgers do. They, their pitching staff every single year just finds a way to be absolutely elite. Right now, it's led by Tyler Anderson, Andrew Heaney. Andrew Heaney was absolutely awful with the New York Yankees. And he goes over, he goes over to the Dodgers, and everybody knew he was going to be good because the Dodgers have that magic. But people didn't know he was going to be this good. And that's really, he's really turned, turned his career around. And just look at this rotation. Tyler Anderson, Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw. This team is really, you know, Tony Gonsolin is an all-star. I mean, that's nuts. They've been able to withstand the Walker Bueller injury. And they should be the favorite every single year to come out of the NL until they prove they're not. And right now, they haven't proved that yet. Two other teams that I want to talk about. The Atlanta Braves and the St. Louis Cardinals. The Atlanta Braves right now look like they're going to be a wild card team. I don't think they're going to catch the Mets. They're a little scary because Acuna hasn't been Acuna as of late, and they just haven't consistently been able to compete with great teams. But calling up Michael Harris, he's really been a spark plug for them. They caught up their young prospects. Spencer Strider has been really good this season, and Austin Riley has – continued to show that he's an elite third baseman in baseball. So this is a team that if they, they're going to get into the playoffs, and I would not be surprised if they make a run. But 
in my opinion, my dark horse to win the World Series right now is the St. Louis Cardinals. Their pitching is definitely the weak spot. They traded for Jordan Montgomery. He's going to have to be really good along with Adam Wainwright if this team wants a chance to make it far. But their defense, their defense is absolutely elite. That's what we saw over the last couple of weeks. They swept the New York Yankees. They've been playing good baseball as of late. Their defense is really good, and they can bang. That top half of the lineup with Nolan Gorman, Tyler O'Neill, Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Arenado, I'll take those four hitters and put them up against any four hitters from any team in baseball. Those four hitters are absolutely terrifying. Nolan Arenado is he's just a great two-way player. And Paul Goldschmidt, Paul Goldschmidt is one of the top five players in baseball over the past decade. He's been so good over the past couple of years. He gets MVP votes every single season. Last year, finished sixth. The year before that, 15th. The year before that, 20. This little last season where he did not finish top 20 in the MVP voting was 2014. And oh yeah, in that year, he was an all-star and ended up with an OPS of 938. And the year before that, he finished second in the MVP voting. So this is a man who's, he's finished as close as possible to winning the MVP as like as much, much as possible without actually winning. He's finished like top five, top 10, top 15 so many times. He has just put up his, his stats are comparable to Aaron Judge. This year, his OPS, his OPS plus is 189. He's just putting up a really solid season and he's a really solid player. He's a future Hall of Famer for sure. Plays great defensive first and can absolutely bang. So when you have a player like that, that just an absolutely transcendent superstar that can carry a team, put his team on his back and carry them throughout the month of October. There's only so many teams that can do that. So right now, if I'm looking at the NL standings in the wild card race, looks like the Cardinals are going to win their division. It's close right now. They got a little bit of a lead between the Brewers. I think they're up. They got a one game lead. So, you know, looks like they're going to win the division. It doesn't look like they're going to win the division. It's close. It can go either way. But the Brewers right now, momentum is not been their favor. They treated away Josh Hader, which boggles my mind. I get he was struggling, but this is a team that does not have the money to compete every single year. They're not the Yankees. They're not the Dodgers. They have a five, five, six year window right now. And to trade away their most valuable, I mean, He's, Josh Hader has been one of the best closers in baseball, if not the best closer in baseball for the past three years. He's he's an elite player. He's one of the most valuable players on that team. So it's certainly a head-scratching move. It doesn't make much sense. And I personally don't see them making it making a strong run right now. Their offense and their, their bullpen is still good, don't get me wrong. And their starting rotation is also really good, but their offense just doesn't do it for me unless Yelich – and somehow return to 2019 form. I don't see them making a deep run. We're going to get into more baseball over the over the next couple of months. You know, we're going to be making our playoff predictions. We're going to be making we're we're going to get straight into the playoffs. It's the dog days right now. And one last baseball topic I want to talk about. I want to swing back over to the Mets because what the Mets are doing is absolutely unbelievable. Pete Alonso. Should he should legitimately be getting MVP votes? I don't know 
if you can give him that award over Paul Goldschmidt. But if you look at what he's doing, 151 OPS plus, 29 homers, he's, he's being a key part of this team. Francisco Lindor also sneakily gets his OPS back over 800. It's still not what you want. You know, a 128 OPS plus is really good. But when you're paying someone the amount of money that you're paying Francisco Lindor, you need him to be an all-star every single season. And look, he's really good. 4.6 war right now. I really like Lindor, but if he can just take it up a notch, just a notch, maybe get that 128 OPS to 135, that would help them out so much. If I'm any team in baseball right now, I am terrified of facing the Mets in the playoffs. If you look at that one-two punch of Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer, those are two of the top five pitchers in baseball. You could even make an argument that those are the two of the top two pitchers in baseball. They're, they're just absolutely bulldogs, aces, give them the ball, let them work. And the Mets have such a winning formula right now because if you look at their defense, they got an elite shortstop in Francisco Lindor defensively. They play solid defense. They do the little things. They have great starting rotation. They have two aces, and they have a dynamic closer in Edwin Diaz, who is putting up one of the best seasons we've seen from a closer in a long time. 1.39 ERA, 0.860 whip. He's really been unbelievable, and he's going to have to really keep this up because closers are so volatile. That sure, he's been great all season. Would it completely shock me if we get to the playoffs and Met fans aren't feeling as confident in Edwin Diaz? No, it would not shock me. But right now, he's going to have to carry this bullpen because that's their weak spot. Other than Edwin Diaz, sure, you have Adam Adovino, Seth Lugo, but you don't you don't trust those guys if you're Mets fans. Other than Edwin Diaz, there is nobody that you see in the game coming out of your bullpen and you're confident in. He is the only one. Now, in a playoff series, let's say their one, two, three is, is DeGrom, Scherzer, and Chris Bassett, who's been really solid as of late. You can kick Carrasco to the bullpen and kick Taiwan Walker to the bullpen, and you can win championships that way. We've seen the Red Sox do it. We've seen the San Francisco Giants do it with Mad Bum. We've seen a lot of successful teams be able to use this formula. It is a winning formula. And it's not ideal, but I definitely think playoff time comes, the Mets become a lot more well-rounded than they are as a regular season team because of that ability to kick their starting rotation, their four or five guys to the bullpen. Is it ideal? Like I said, no. They definitely do have a flaw. It is a pretty major flaw, but... As of now, I think if this team can keep up the, the offensive offensive prowess that they've had, they've been hitting the ball really well. Brandon Nemo has been such a great player for them all year. He's got a 119 OPS plus, playing a solid center field for them, right field. Starling Marte, Starling Marte, he's just a ball player, man. What Starling Marte does, 125 OPS plus, probably should have been an all-star this year. Um, actually, never mind. 802 OPS. That's not great, but he plays great defense. He's just a really solid player all around. And 
The Mets are my World Series pick right now. Mets are winning the World Series. If I had to guess right now, I would say Mets over Astros seven games. Boom. That's it. And I'm so confident. I'm so confident in that prediction. It pains me to say this. Pains me to say this as a Yankees fan, but those are the two clear best teams in baseball right now. Yankees are right there, but they got to pick it up because they have been struggling over the past couple of weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, the NFL is coming. You smell the fresh fall air. You can smell the leaves starting to change color. Yes, it is only August 11th, but we are getting close to that time. I have my fantasy football draft tomorrow. The NFL is coming back. And today, I wanted to look around at the AFC East, do a deep dive on those four teams, because that's an interesting division. All of these teams intrigue me right now. If I'm looking at the Dolphins, the Dolphins have major upgrades. They made major upgrades. Mike McDaniel, I think he's going to be a really solid head coach. Obviously, Tua is not what you want, but Tyreek Hill, this team has weapons. The defense is really solid, but I don't trust Tyreek Hill. I think this is an eight, nine, maybe even 10 win team, but not Tyreek Hill, Tua. I can't predict them to win a playoff game with Tua as quarterback. It's just not something I'm comfortable doing. Now, another team in this division that has a skeptical quarterback is the Jets with Zach Wilson. He's going to have to take a pretty big jump in year two because year one, I'm not ready to make a decision on him, obviously. He can be really good in year two. Wouldn't surprise me, but I just didn't get that feeling. You get that feeling with Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, as soon as they step onto the field through their first nine games, their rookie year, you know they're the guy. You know it. And it's a very uncomfortable situation to, to maybe he's the guy, maybe he's not. Maybe there's a chance. You got to know he's the guy. And if he doesn't show you that this year, I think you got to cut him loose because you cannot go through another year where you're giving him that extra chance. You gave Sam Darnold that extra opportunity to prove himself. You can't afford to do him, do that again. Jeff fans aren't getting any younger. They already have full head of gray, gray hair with all the losing they've had over the past few years. You got to give them a winning product sooner rather than later. The Patriots. This Patriots team, I really think can surprise some people. I think this is a team that can make, you know, an AFC title game. Mac Jones, I really believe is going to make, take a big step at quarterback. He was really solid last season. Bill Belichick, obviously, you know, is going to give him all the tools he need to, needed to succeed. And I really believe that Mac Jones is going to be one of the better quarterbacks. I think he's going to be a fringe top 10 quarterback in football next year. Now, the weapons are definitely not what they used to be in, in New England. But you know my saying, never bet against Bill. Bill Belichick has been the best coach in all of sports over the past decade. And I'm not going to – I think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs as a wild card team, of course, because the last team in this division is the Buffalo Bills. This team is one of the top three teams in football. They're just absolutely loaded. Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in football. You can make the case that he's a top three quarterback in football. This Bills team, 
Josh Allen's going to win the MVP. I'm saying it right now. He's going to win the MVP. This team is going to be in the Super Bowl. I really believe that. Von Miller, Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox, this team all around, Jordan Poyer, Davis White. Their defense is really solid, especially their secondary. As we know, having a good secondary is very important. And that offense with Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, you're never going to bet against those two guys. Those two guys are both elite, elite quarterback and wide receiver duo. Maybe the best quarterback wide receiver duo in football right now with Devontae Adams leaving the Packers. And if I had to make a Super Bowl winning team right now, if I had to choose a team that I would say here on August 11th, my way too early Super Bowl prediction, I really believe it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. This is just top to bottom, such a well-rounded team, and they're going to make a run. They're going to make a run. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we will have for today in this episode. Please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Shatter from the Cheap Seats. It really helps us out. And we will see you guys next time on the next episode of Chatter from the Cheap Seats. Bye.